Today's bonus episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Park Street Liquors. If you're looking for it, Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew today. They can assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menu. They can also point you to the finest whiskeys, regional spirits, or the latest RTDs. Park Street Liquors. Call 406-782-6278 or stop by at 133 West Park Street. Make your story legendary. Now, let's get this thing started. Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. When it comes to having a leaving a game early story, mine pales in comparison to that of Brody and Renzi Kelly. The Kelly brothers left the 2012 Class AA state championship football game once Butte High took a 14-point lead over Bozeman at Naranchi Stadium. The Kelly brothers missed Bozeman scoring 15 quick points, including a two-point conversion pass to Will Disley, who now plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Then they missed Dalton Dom's kick return, Dallas Cook's scramble, and Cook's pass to Dom to set up Jake Dennehy's 46-yard field goal. They missed the crowd rushing the field as Dennehy's kick went through the uprights. Brody and Renzi, though, did drive back up near Naranchi Stadium as they listened to the game on the radio on KBOW. They felt that it helped to be close to the action, even if they could no longer see it. Had I left that game early, I would have never forgiven myself. In sports, you never know what's going to happen, and so often something great does happen. That is why I try to never leave a game early. While I never did make a mistake quite like the Kelly brothers, I did miss 35 of Brooke Badovinick's record tying 42 points in Butte Central's loss to Stevensville the other day. I will not lie, even though I had good reason to leave early, it stings a little bit. Actually, it stings quite a bit. Hopefully, I will never make a mistake like that again. And the good news is that there is at least a good chance that Brooke breaks the record she now shares with Kelly Johnson Mead. Hopefully, I'm there if and when that happens. That is what today's column is about. You can read it for yourself at ButteCast.com. Tapper Light. Never leave a game early when the assassin is playing. On January 14th, I broke one of my cardinal rules. I left a game before it was over. Butte Central's varsity girls basketball team trailed Stevensville 30-21, and the game did not appear to be going anywhere near the way of the Maroons when I walked out the door at halftime. I did not leave the game for that reason, though. Normally, I stay and watch any game until the end, no matter the score. On this night, though, I just refereed the freshman and junior varsity games, and I was a little tired. Also, and more importantly, my daughter was heading to Missoula the next day to begin her second semester of her freshman year at the University of Montana. I wanted to go home and watch a few episodes of Family Guy with her. As I watched Peter Griffin, I got a text message from Bruce Saylor asking about Butte Central School record for points in a game. I knew off the top of my head that it belonged to the great Kelly Johnson Mead because I had just looked it up a week earlier when Brooke Badovinick scored 38 points. 
Johnson scored 42 points in a 75-67 Butte Central loss at Whitehall on Friday, November 8, 1996. That came shortly before the senior signed to play at Illinois State. Batavinik, Bruce told me, scored 41 points, but they were still adding up the scorebook. So I texted KJ to tell her that a record, which is also a single-game high school record for boys and girls in Butte, that the young Batto nearly took her down. Knowing that records are made to be broken, as they say, KJ was happy for her fellow Maroon. That is so awesome, she replied with a handful of exclamation points following. After a review of the book, it turned out Batavinik actually had 42 points to tie the record. So I texted KJ once again. Again, KJ was happy. I'm sure proud of her, KJ texted. I hope she does beat it. Great kid, great athlete, great student. She deserves it. Nobody would know better than KJ, a longtime coach who owns BC's career record with 1,530 points, according to the late Pat Carney. Her 485 points used to be a school record for a season. When I left the game, it did not seem like Batavinik's night. A few well-meaning fans were yelling at her to shoot more as the Maroons struggled to hang with the Yellow Jackets. After halftime, there must have been something different. Batavinik scored 19 of BC's 20 points in the third quarter. Counting the six points she scored in overtime, Batavinik scored 35 points after the break. That has to be a record. After the game, though, Batavinik did not seem to care about tying KJ's record. We tried our hardest and we still lost, she told Sailor for the story on Butte Sports. I tried my best and still lost. It sucks losing in overtime. Sailor's story described Batavinik as solemn after the loss. That word could aptly describe her after every victory, too. Batavinik is stoic at all times. If she's ever nervous during a game, it does not show. She never gets too excited and she never gets too down. If you talk to her after a game, you would never know if her team had just won or lost. She is like a golfer who could have shot a 63 or a 97. That is what makes her so dangerous on a basketball court. Last year, when Batavinik was having arguably the best season of any high school player in the history of the Mining City, my brother said she has the demeanor of an assassin. On the court, Batavinik is a cold-blooded killer. She is a quiet killer, too. So, the nickname Assassin seems to fit her just perfectly. Often after a game last season, someone would ask me how many points Batavinik scored. What'd she have? 16, 18 points? No, she scored 35. If there's such a thing as a quiet 35, Batavinik scored it. Her 38 points a week earlier has to be the quietest 38 points ever scored. It's hard to explain. She is not a ball hog by any stretch of the imagination. As the yells from the crowd would tell you, if anything, she should shoot the ball more. She just seems to take advantage of every scoring opportunity. Hopefully that quietness and calmness does not hurt her when the all-time greats of Butte are mentioned years from now. Last year, Batavinik scored 671 points on the season, and most of them were quiet. She is one of only three high school basketball players from Butte in the 600-point club for a single season. She is joined by the great Joe Antonetti, who scored 638 points in 1969, and central classmate Dougie Peoples, who tossed in 629 points during BC's run to the Class A state title last season. During her junior season, Batavinik also moved past Butte High's Debbie Silk, 444 points in 1981, Lexi Nelson, 459 in 1982, and Deanna Dugdale, 459 in 1982. Silk and Dugdale joined the Butte Sports Hall of Fame last summer. Nelson will most likely do the same one day too. Molly Peoples, 427 in 2017, Chloe Thatcher, 417 in 2018, and Batavinik's coach, Quinn Peoples-Carter, 401 in 2011, are the only other BC girls in the 400-point club. Talk about some pretty great company. 
After that record-tying performance, Badovinic had 214 points on the season. That is an average of 23.8 points per game through nine games. The remarkable thing about that is that stopping Badovinic has been the sole focus of every opponent. I've heard about players seeing the triangle and two defense, but I do not think I ever saw it until Corvallis came to town. That defense means that two players guarded Badovinic the entire game, and the other three played zone defense against her four BC teammates. Those two Corvallis defenders were really on Badovinic too. I'm pretty sure they guarded her down the hallway on the way to the locker room at halftime. At one point, the BC coaches decided it was best to just have Badovinic stand in the corner and let her teammates try to take advantage of the extra player. Selflessly, Badovinic went along, and somehow she scored a team-best 13 points in the 37-34 loss. In November, Badovinic signed to play basketball for Montana Tech, giving Butte basketball fans four more seasons to watch one of our all-time greats. While I am still glad that I got to catch a few episodes of Family Guy with my daughter, I hope my tale will serve as an example for others watching Badovinic in her final games with the Maroons and then with the Ordiggers. No matter what the score, never leave a basketball game before it is over. That goes double for games in which the Assassin is playing. Proud to be 